reaching up and making the grab. Odell Beckham Jr. Stafford buys time. Protection is good. And so is the pass. Henderson came out of the backfield. Jefferson in motion. Henderson, nice cutback. Stafford rolling and throwing. Caught, caught, touchdown. Stafford caught on the run. Caught, who else? Out of the slot to the right, looks that way, fires that way, but makes the grab at about the 18 yard line. Pass, cut, got it, touchdown. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. It looked like P. Ryan might have had a shot to make the grab, but the Rams now. Running down to celebrate with a defensive play. Guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Do not even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. Hey guys, welcome to another East Coast Rams video. I am your co-host, Ashton, with my awesome co-host here, Zach. Uh, Zach. How are you feeling at the end of uh, another season? Uh, not as great as the last season ending uh, in the way it did. Uh, but, you know, we have some positive news. We'll talk about uh, how you doing, how you feeling. Hey, I'm doing all right. I, I kind of felt a little nostalgic, how to get out my uh, Rams horns. Um, and I'm also repping my Bengals Rams Super Bowl sweatshirt, uh, supporting my my Bengals family, kind of also kind of rubbing a little knife in there at the same time. But uh, no, I'm doing great. Um, you know, yes, it stinks that, you know, we, we ended the season where we did. But um, at the same time, I could use a little bit of a break. I think McVay um, could have used a little bit of break and did get his, uh, get his break. I think the whole team does. Um, it's really hard to become back-to-back -back champions. And uh I think we're all ready just to take some time and uh, see where see where this offseason takes us. Yeah, uh, we'll get to all the offseason stuff and the drama, coaching drama, let's say, or lack of drama after we go over the game and kind of react to the game. And um, this was a heartbreaking loss to kind of go through in overtime. Uh, Zach, uh, I know you have an opinion about these refs. Uh, how they do? What If you gave them a grade, uh, what would it be? I mean, it's a big fat F. Um, coming from someone who has... Yeah. You know, when, when the idea has been brought up where we should have you know the all-seeing eye we should have the god view of you know we should just let cameras replays yeah we should just let the we should just let you know uh everything be you know reviewable and turns and things like that i've always been like no i think we should have the officiating crew that's what makes it that's what makes this game is uh having those officials and not having everything uh, tic-tac and um you know, everything pick, point, picked out and, and called upon. 
But man, when you watch this game specifically, I have never, in the all the times that I've ever watched this game, watched it and then felt so angry at every call that they were making, um, whether it was for the Rams or Seahawks, whatever. When you have the, you know, in this particular instance, it was Fox was the one putting on the show. When you had the Fox referee analysis or whatever you want to call them, the, um, the, the rules official for Fox, never actually say, yeah, I kind of agree with that call. You know, it's bad. Usually they try to find, well, you know, the circumstance, you know, you really couldn't turn, you, you really couldn't make up your mind. Like that wasn't the case. He was like, yeah, that's probably a no call. Yeah, I probably wouldn't call that. That's probably an overturn. Um, yeah, he got out of the pocket, you know, that's a no call. It was just the worst officiating that I think I've ever seen, um, in my, in my existence of watching football. All right. I got to take the helmet. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the top five of worst games I've watched while watching the Rams. Um, there's one, uh, I think it was. Uh, with um, might have been the Bengals and someone else playing, and the refing in that game was just atrocious. Uh, but for the most part, this game it was just ridiculous because it wasn't even close calls. It, we're not complaining about you know one of those things where you can kind of see it going both ways, like uh, both players kind of fighting at each other and then one pushes the other and like they throw unsportsmanlike on both or something like that where you're like, I can kind of see where you're going with that as a ref. It was just continuously, especially in the fourth quarter, and I think that's where we have the issue. I feel like it was inconsistent in the first three quarters, but it wasn't egregious. It got very bad in the fourth quarter to the point where, like, they're calling a roughing a punter that was clearly the punter flopping. And I can understand calling that call on the field at first when you see, like, I'd rather you throw the flag over, like, look over the review of the video of it and be like, oh, no, he, he clearly just dropped and the player, the Rams player got pushed. That's what happened. That is not roughing the punter, especially when your team pushes him into the other, like your own punter. And well, to not me, even, when not you even that. Flags, no, no, go. I mean, go he ahead. Barely, you he barely grazed him, barely touched him, and he flops. That's what makes it egregious. It's not only did he not like fall on the punter of his own accord it's that the punter also like barely gets touched and just flops and but yet our punter can get blasted and completely destroyed by the seahawks in our first game and no no flag no flag perfectly fine you can like decapitate our punter it's just two separate games but in the context of this game it was just so egregious yeah um, i think the other part and about I'm not it was one the I'm not one to complain about the refs either. I think for most part, when a lot of people complain about the refs, it's a little bit overblown or like, yeah, it's one bad call, but it won't, it doesn't lose you the game. And let's be honest, Zach, we lost this game, not because the refs, we lost it because Baker Mayfield couldn't connect with Van Jefferson in OT. That's why we lost the game. Uh, yeah. 
but the refs definitely didn't do us any favors, and it was atrocious. I mean, you you go back. I mean, that punting part. I mean, the punter even had both feet on the ground. Once a punter is done kicking the ball and has you know put his feet back on the ground, there there that shouldn't be a call anyway. So not only did he did our player get pushed by a Seahawk into him, that the kicker was already had both feet planted on the ground. Should have been a no call anyways. Then you had the Jalen Ramsey um, personal foul injury when clearly he wasn't he wasn't moving. Literally, Geno Smith ran into him and and Ramsey just stood his ground. I don't care whether he's out of bounds or not. He ran into Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey stood his ground, and it just so happens that Geno flopped to the ground. And then you come after that with um, Metcalf pulling on his face mask and doing taunting to him. Like, and you had the G or um, was it, um, was it Gino Smith who taunted someone taunted uh, Wagner on the side of the field, clear as day pointing at, him, which, it, pointing at him. And that, that was, egregious. that's egregious as well. So yeah. there was plenty of things that were either not called, called aggressively on the Rams um, and then right after the intentional after grounding that uh, was intentional grounding that they were just didn't care to call on Geno Smith. Yeah, like where it didn't even was... make it to the line of scrimmage. Like that's no. the funny thing; it wasn't even close, and he clearly wasn't out of pocket. And I just I found it funny because the commentators were like constantly like, "I don't know why they called that," or like oh, that's egregious, they should call that. Or like, it was just, it's bad. It was not well done. And it irks me because the NFL is already to a point where I don't even expect good officiating by the rule set. All I want is consistency for that game, right? Like, if I mean, you're if not you following call one, the rule for... Yeah. If, if you have one bad call it you know you're gonna have that you're gonna have that there's gonna be a call it's gonna be bad but this was consistent this wasn't going back to the 2019 you know the uh or the 2018 when um uh when the rams uh, yeah the nfc championship um you know that was one call handsy yes was it probably pass interference probably but it was one call in a whole game that was bad. This game was atrocious. And let's not have mem- or memory loss about that game. There was two roughing the passer calls that should have been called uh, on the Saints hitting golf. Uh, the Saints had two other drives after that to win the game, and they threw interceptions on both. So you can't, like, pretend the Saints didn't get a chance to win after that one play. And I same argument here. We had chances to win after that. We didn't execute, but we didn't get the same, basically, uh, what, breaks that uh, Seattle did or uh, give me's. Again, they converted on fourth down because of that roughing the punter. The We get the ball back at our own 40, up three, Zach. It's just, if you're talking about analytics, that makes a world of difference uh, with not a lot left in the game. So it was just, it was bad. 
I mean, uh, let's talk about the game itself specifically, Zach. Cam Akers above 100 yards, uh, the brightest spot of this team in the last month. Um, do you believe in the hype? Do you, do you think he's back? Do you think 2020 Cam Akers is here and to stay? Like, that's the second part of the question. Is it going to be like this next year? Or are we going to have another roller coaster with Cam? Uh, you know, I think, assuming that everything goes well, I think this is, um, I think this is the camera that we've been waiting for and that he's been wanting to show us. Um, I really think it had to do, I think that backlash, you know, the, the, the kind of the fallout between them two, I really think it had to happen. And when, when that happened, we saw some things we saw some things change. We saw Thomas Brown getting back more involved into the offense, back more involved into um, the running game. And uh, I think that helped. I think Thomas Brown is a bigger impact to this team than we can imagine, uh, especially in the running game. And I really hope that that continues. And if it does, I truly believe that we could be, you know, a, a running threat um, assuming that we can continue keeping our offensive line healthy and consistent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think he is here. I'm not completely sold yet. I still personally think we need draft a running back, a secondary option, um, make him the workhorse and if he does good then you can keep him and develop a guy behind him i just think our depth behind him is atrocious um it's very telling that yes after camp they were willing to trust the rookie uh kyron williams but after like week eight uh, i'm sorry zach i think the coaching staff had zero trust in him why I have no clue. I don't know if it's practices. I don't know, like because when he was getting in games, he looked better than the other two backs. But yet he was barely getting snaps. And even after we cut Henderson, he even got less snaps than when Henderson was here. Mm-hmm. I understand some of that has to do with them deciding to make Cam Makers a bell cow, and that wasn't working out for a few games. Uh, even then when it wasn't working out, like Kyron Williams barely got touches. So I, I just hope we draft a running back behind him. Uh, let's talk about this. Let's talk uh, about this defense. Have... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, the only thing I was going to add was, you know, this was Cam Akers, what, third um, over 100-yard game, which is something that the Rams haven't seen in a very, very, very long time since Todd Gurley times. Um, and you know, I think that is a positive step. I agree with you. I think the Rams do need to bring in another running, uh, another running back, you know, um, as much as I, you know, I do enjoy Malcolm Brown. I think we need someone who's a built a little bit, um, like Malcolm Brown. He's built a little bit bigger who can, you know, kind of push, um, the pot, you know, push the, the, uh, the line when it needs to. Um, but that's the kind of running back I think I'm looking for. I think we have the quickness um, and the speed with uh, Cam Akers and Kyron Williams. I, I kind of want to see it maybe a little bit more built uh, back to kind of help, uh, uh, 
you know, equalize that. Help with their downs and stuff like that. Um, sure. Yeah, there's definitely a few good running backs that I think will be like available in the fourth and fifth round, Zach. And uh, that's a little hint, hint preview about some of our upcoming pods, guys, uh, about the draft and stuff. Uh, of course, we're not experts, but you know, we'll we'll put our two cents and you know, be wrong, mostly wrong about a lot of this. Uh, but I'm sure we'll hit on a few things. Uh, let's talk about this defense because, um, Zach, I thought the defense played for the most part very well. Like, they definitely had a, f- a lot of fight in them. Again, the D line and our edges not getting pressure, not getting to the quarterback. I think that needs to be a priority in the draft, at least that edge. Uh, is like we can't continue to have a defense where like we get no help to our secondary and just let the QB stand in the pocket completely or let in this case Geno Smith kind of break contain. Um we we got to have an edge to be able to keep contain and uh get pressure. Uh the secondary, the safeties again, Zach, I feel like we always have this conversation with Taylor Rapp. It's like three terrible games in he'll have one game where he's good. I guess this was his best game as a Ram. For yeah, what that's I, worth. Yeah, I mean, it. I you know, I thought our secondaries actually did better this game than they have in the past few weeks. Obviously, Ramsey with his uh, two interceptions. Um, unfortunately, Yeast got uh, hit out and had to actually go to the hospital after that game uh, or during the game. So, um, or was that this game? That was this game, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you just yeah. got out this game. Um, so, so, so that was disappointing. But you know, our secondary didn't do terrible. They only gave up two hundred and thirteen yards. Um, you know, only uh, nineteen pass attempts for Geno Smith of thirty-one. So, wasn't the locket touchdown on East? Uh, I will look that up here in a minute, but it it, it might have been. Um, or was that later on in the game? But either, anyways, I mean, that was disappointing that they that they got him on that. That was kind of a kind of a blown coverage, um, yeah, kind of hit, and uh, it was disappointing. But really, what our biggest weakness was in this game was our run defense, which you know up until this point has was actually pretty good. Uh, but they were just they were just letting them walk all over the place. I mean. Uh, Kenneth Walker, he got 114 yards. Geno Smith got 51 yards on his own. DJ Dallas got 29 yards. I mean, these guys got 197 yards uh, on this defense, which again was has been pretty successful in the run defense in most of the games. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. the The run defense was a very lackluster. I think some of that kind of has to do with the pressure or the lack of pressure we were able to get when they were passing. So when they were freely passing, it opened up running lanes for Kenneth Walker. And the edge contain was very bad. I, I felt like a lot of their big runs came off of like edge runs uh, coming around the edge. And um, yeah, I think Aaron Donald will fix a good amount of that on the line uh, just coming back. And um, we'll talk about free agency in a pot or two. 
Uh, but we're going to have to make some decisions about some of these line defenders between one or two of them. And uh, one's better at run defense and the other's better at rushing. So I'll be interested to see kind of what direction they go in that. Yeah, especially since it was came out today that the Rams are going to have the least amount of cap space uh, going into the next season. So, uh, you know, we're, we're it's running. It's nothing I, less need hasn't seen before. It's true, but I mean, I feel like a little bit of that is is still into play where, you know, we, we can't go out and buy a, we can't buy, you know, a star player anymore. Um, I think we're, we're kind of, we have the stars that we have. And so now we're going to be looking at the depth positions um, and some of those pieces that I think we can get um, from the draft, from free agency. But, you know, it's, it's not going to be star studded names that, you know, the Rams are kind of used to bringing in in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Unless we do something unless with if, a star or two. Yeah, unless if we trade someone away or something, which is possible uh, given less needs uh, mentality and the way they think in cutting edge. Any other thoughts on this game, Zach? I mean, um, 2-2 looked fine, good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, really he only had two catches, but again, he's he's been getting – uh, you know, his averages have always been above 10 yards, which is something the Rams uh, really need to see. Um, I think that I think that's good for Matthew Stafford uh, going into next season. Um, I really think that uh, him having a more of a deep threat or more options at a deep threat um, is something that was missing even last year, you know, when we did make the Super Bowl run. Um, yeah. You know, when OBJ went down, you know, all you're left is Cooper Cup and Yes, you can dink and dunk, uh, which is you know what the Rams are have been pretty good about doing, uh, but they need someone who can be fast and quick and get up get away from the defenders. Uh, Spread those uh, safeties back. Yeah, and I mean, it's so that's that's where we're at. But I, I thought this game, like I said, the game was disappointing. I our offense did not play efficiently. Baker Mayfield did not play efficiently. No, this this tells you. Uh, I mean. He's he's looking for uh, a QB one spot. He's not going to be the Rams backup. I think that's all clear. He made that clear during you know one of his post game pressers. Um, he thinks he's a QB one. I think the Rams assumed getting this that he was going to be a QB one somewhere else, and that they're looking at this to try to improve his career and then also get a comp pick out of it. So um, hopefully that works. Um, hopefully he can find a spot with one of the teams that are really looking to. Um, pick up a, a quarterback. Um, there are a lot of them out there. So um, be, be <coughs> looking to see where that goes. Texans, Colts. Um, looks like the Bears aren't going to be moving away from that. But, um, you know, there's just a lot going on. Yeah. Um, well, what was the other big uh, news that came out today? Oh, no. Just uh, – Guy, I, I bet I don't think you've heard of him, Zach. Just a minor staffer on the Rams staff named Sean McVay. Uh, he decided not to leave the team, and um, you know, a part of me feels like in a different universe, like a a multiverse, where me and you are talking about McVay leaving and like the coaching candidates and how exciting and scary it could be. Like looking at these different coaches on the market. We don't have to deal with all that stress and uh, 
stuff. Now we can talk about who we think he's going to get as OC in DC. Um, do you agree that Raheem Morris is probably going to get hired as a head coach this season or this cycle? I, in in my in my heart, I would love him to stay uh, to give it one more year. But as a person, I think he deserves a chance at becoming yeah. a head coach somewhere. Um, the 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 situation has been known. Ramsey made the situation known of he hopes these are real interviews, and I think that's I think that's our all of our hopes is that um, that these NFL owners are not just checking off a box when they're interviewing candidates. Um, I really want them to take him seriously. Raheem Morris has been a uh, fantastic coach uh, here at the Rams, and I think he could be a fantastic head coach. I mean, it, whether the reports are true or not, that if uh, McVay was stepping down after the Super Bowl for this 2022 season, that um, that Raheem Morris was looking to to fill that spot. And honestly, that's what I was thinking. That was what I was hoping if McVay decided to leave, um, is that they would look into Raheem Morris. Uh, because I think that was going to be a better way to keep Aaron Donald in play and keep Jalen Ramsey in play and keep him hooked here, um, at least for one more season. Uh, but I'm glad McVay is coming back. Um, I hope Raheem Morris finds that job. Uh, if he doesn't, obviously he knows. I think he's the only staffer other than maybe Thomas Brown who's probably safe um, for uh, for the 2023 season. Uh, I mean, this is the first year that uh, McVay has opened it up opened up the floodgates saying, yeah, go, go pursue other jobs. I'm not holding you back um, to his coaches. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens from that. Um, I'm hoping Thomas Brown continues to stay with the Rams. Uh, again, I think he could do an excellent job somewhere else. Uh, but I really think that he, he could play a good mind here. Um, so some of the names, if you had to pick, if if you had to pick Thomas Brown or Cliff Kingsbury as OC, who would you pick? Because I I feel like Thomas Brown's going to get an OC position. It just whether it's going to be with the Rams or not. Yeah, I mean I know McVay he has close ties to Cl- Cliff Kingsbury. Um, the so either I'm going to give you I don't know I honestly don't know which one would be a better one. Obviously uh, Kingsbury came is coming from Arizona and you know coming. A, Anybody coming in from a different division just it feels weird to me. Um, but what I what I hope is whatever position that we get, whether it's Thomas Brown, whether it's Cl- Cliff's clean, man, I can never say his name uh, fully. <laughs> whether it's Frank Reich, which again I don't really love that idea. I've been I've seen him in person here at Indianapolis, um, and so I'm I get it, but I not not really what I what I want. Um, but I want someone to be able to kind of challenge McVay and help take some of the pressure off. Uh, because I think, again, we're going through the situation where he needed time to kind of evaluate what he wants to do. And I think he needs this organization needs to figure out how to not get him burnt out so that we're not always at, at this situation. I do think that this is probably the last year for McVay, um, just given all things. But uh, which I, that's how I'm going into the season. If he stays longer, great. Uh, but 2023 is like, I knew he was staying, um, even with all the reports coming out and all the source leaks and whatever. I just had this feeling that this is not the way he wants to go. Um, he's not ready to leave this team in the way that it is. This is not a rebuild year as people think it is. Um, 
And, and so that's, that's how I kind of came down to the, to the conclusion weeks ago when this was all coming out that he was not going anywhere. Uh, what about your thoughts? Yeah. I thought he was going to leave. Uh, we were planning on recording this a few days ago, guys. And, you know, thankfully, you know, stuff's con- conflicted and we had to push it back. Uh, that makes it make us sound a little bit more informed uh, because, you know, a little extra day and more knowledge doesn't hurt. Uh, but I really did think he was going to leave. He came off as a guy and... I know this personally, Zach, because this is the way I act and the way I do work is I'm almost an anti-procrastinator and I have to do everything at full effort constantly um, from start to finish. And then, you know, the bad thing about especially working in the job I work at, which is uh, writing software, is you always have another problem. You always have an the next patch to put out and when you keep on piling stuff up burnout is real and i completely understand the thing that he went through i know it's hard for people who don't go through that to kind of sympathize or understand what it's like because it takes a really workaholic type person and and it's not on purpose it's just the way that we are or the way our brains function and you know, that burnout is the worst feeling ever. You just feel like mush at the end of the week. You just don't know what to do with yourself and you don't know why you're not happy. And um, you're only happy when you're in your work and you're like working 100%. And then like the fact you mix in all, all those personal tragedies that he had to deal with uh, in his grandfather passing away and then his wife's family dealing with Ukraine on top of a rough professional like um period with the season going the way it was out of his control um mostly you can see how that for someone like me and him um it it can really weigh a lot on you and i i think i would have been perfectly fine all the people who were trying to attack him say oh he's leaving because it's a losing season he came after how many years, Zach, were the Rams not having a winning record with no success? And you're telling me he's afraid of, like, building up a team? What do you think he got hired for? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's just that that criticism drove me nuts. It, it's a mental health thing, and it's not talked about enough in our lives and in our careers. Yeah, I, I fully agree. I, I do think it was a mental health thing. Um, you know, I I think one of his decisions to come back, um, I don't I don't know. I think it's more relationship relate reasoning for him coming back. Stafford's coming back. Cups coming back. His his squad is coming back, and I think um, knowing that knowing that the organization was going to support him more, um, he was going to have a longer off season. Um, he's going to have time to take a break and kind of reflect, continue to reflect on things and kind of improve. Um, he's going to kind of clear house probably of most of his coaching staff, bring in maybe now, like, you know, with Cliff Clingsbury um, being available um, with uh, what is it? Uh, one of the, the, one of the LaFleur family. Um, 
is is available, which could be also a, a spot to take his uh, take the OC Mike job. Mike uh, Lafleur, I believe. Yeah, I think Jets. it's Mike Lafleur. Yeah, um, there's a, there's a lot of people I think that are on the market now that you know are not all going to get head coaching positions because a they either were one and got canned, um, or uh, or they there's only 32 teams, so they're not all going to get filled. But I. I think now he has the opportunity to get what he wants instead of them always leaving. Now he's like, well, y'all are leaving. We didn't have a good season. Now I can kind of pick from people that I know, the families that I know, um, you know, pick from good quality candidates, uh, whether they're young um, and like he has a personal relationship with them or they're veterans. Um, You know, bringing in Raheem Morris was fantastic job. You know, yes, he had some downtime when, he was with the Falcons, but he's still a great defensive mind. And I think he would be an excellent coach with the right team. Um, and I, so I think it's more relationship. He, I mean, he is the head honcho uh, when it comes to that football team uh, for the, I mean, at least for the, you know, players and the coaching wise of things. Um, and I think he, he just, I think he felt like he, he didn't want to leave this up to the players that who are still going to be around. He knew that, you know, like you said, he knew Stafford was going to be around. He knew Cup was going to be around. I think he knew Ramsey was going to be around. Whether, you know, again, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, I think this uh, helps improve Donald sticking around for one more year. Um, again, that's still unknown because he's kind of been MIA. I feel like for the last several weeks. Um, but that's do just, that's you just think? Do Do you think McVeigh potentially retiring could? like bring some of those even head coaching prospects, like some of the more sought out ones, possibly to wanting to be a OC or DC for the Rams, uh, potentially seeing like, hey, I could succeed McVay on a good team versus a rebuilding Texans team, a, a Colts team that's a dumpster fire. Do you really think that can make those positions a little bit more premium? Like DeMarco may actually want to be a DC for Rams because like Kyle Shanahan's not going anywhere. But like if you sit and do your time on this Rams team, you could be heir apparent. And I think Morris if he stays would become that, but I don't think he's gonna stay. So like we're gonna have two premium positions open. We could track maybe the Lions offensive coordinator. Like we could poach a few people saying, hey, if you want to kind of like top priority and potentially succeeding McVeigh, like you should come here and like he'll help groom you. And like he has a good track record better than being the Texans head coach. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, I think you're spot on. I think, uh, like I said, I think it does give opportunity to bring people in uh, and then be the heir apparent. Like I said, you know, I think, you know, Raheem Morris was that heir apparent if he decided to leave either last year or even this year. Um, if Raheem Morris does move on, uh, which hopefully he does uh, uh, for his sake and for his family's sake, I think um, I think that that does bring things into a clearer picture. Now, if Raheem Morris does stick around one more year um, and McVeigh does retire after next year, then I would obviously put my hat towards Raheem Morris sticking or continuing um continuing down this road mm-hmm. well you want to talk about more drama you, you br- brought up ramsey yeah so 
this is, uh, you know, Twitter can be great for, you know, releasing the latest news, you know, broadcasting, uh, you know, latest ventures like our podcast, you know, check us out at East Coast Rams on Twitter. Um, but uh, at the same time, it can also be somewhat kind of a toxic place and or it can just be a place where just misleading information comes out. So Jalen Ramsey posted a tweet um, that I don't have up in front of me at the moment, but basically saying, you know, if I'm going out uh, or if this is how it ends, um, you know, I'm going out on top or, you know, something to that line. And he was refer- he was referring to the last game of the season. He was referring to that the season's over wasn't the way that we wanted it to be. But at least in, you know, in the last game, I put everything on the line. I got my two interceptions, things like that. Um, people misconstrued that as either he was wanting to trade, uh, he was retiring, uh, the Rams were going to trade him. Um, and I think Ramsey even at one point uh, cleared it up with uh, a beat writer for the Rams, uh, just saying, yeah, 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 that's, that's not what I meant. I, you know, I'm, ref- I'm referring to my two interceptions here. Um, so I just, I think that was, it just drives me nuts. Cause like you just read it and you're like, you're just fishing for a, a news story. You're fishing for a hot take that is not truly a hot take. It's just, you're, you're just trying to, you know, get, it's more clickbait. I hate clickbait. Yeah. Sadly, the NFL is full of stuff like that. And it's like rinse and repeat, like, Jeez, who is it? PFT, like he is. You could tell he was crying when McVeigh said he was coming back because that man has only ever wanted our franchise to fail. Uh, for some, I I feel like I, it must have been Rampage or something. Rampage must have like saw him some day in middle in the mid two thousands and like punched him and beat him up behind the alley. Because I don't know why he just blindly hates everything about the Rams. You could tell he's like crying when he's talking about McVay coming back. And he's like talking about how, oh, the Rams overpaid too much for Ramsey and we're going to be trading him away. And it's just ridiculous. He's, he's been great. His down year is one of the top five cornerbacks in the league. Calm down. Like... Is he perfect? No. Uh, he's definitely not perfect. Uh, but a lot of teams would kill to have him at cornerback. And given the rest of our secondary, he is one of the reasons our secondary performed as well as it did. He covered up a lot of problems of the other players around him. Um, and it's same thing with like Aaron Donald. He's a fundamental part of this team. And just the people hating on him for no reason because he's that good – you got to take it. Uh, He had a good game and, you know, I'm happy he felt like he ended it the right way. Yeah. I mean, you, you have a player who's just so elite at his position that if he has, you know, one less interception, people think that he had a failure of a year. Um, You know, it's if Cooper, like if said Cooper cup, if he didn't become, you know, the triple crown winner again this year, which obviously he wasn't because of injury, but even if he made it through the season, didn't get it. He's like, Oh, well, Cooper cup, he's, he's losing his edge. You know, he, he's just not the same person he was in 2021, you know, the 2021 season. And you're like, you can't be the triple crown winner every year. You can't be the Super Bowl MVP every year. You can't be the NFL MVP every year. 
I mean, you could be, you know, the nine time defensive uh, player of the year, you know, that's, that's something you could be, but, um, but as far as, you know, the stats go, you cannot always be number one at every little thing every single year, unless you're Aaron Donald. No, it's, it, people need to understand that is so freak of nature. That's so rare in an NFL, a parody driven league to have a player play to the levels of Aaron Donald. And um, we have to kind of like very appreciate it and uh, just take it in because we probably won't ever see it again in our lives, the level he's playing at consistently every year. Um, but, you know, Ramsey isn't to that level, but it's fine. He's still going to be one of the best cornerbacks of this decade. Um, he still has time to potentially get even better, and I could see him moving to safety when he's a little bit older and being a great safety. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And that, that's something that we could possibly use. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll definitely talk about that when we're talking about the draft uh, and free agency. Um, uh, man. Yeah, you got any comments about this year, dumpster fire as a whole? I mean, injuries. Like, we, we said this so many times on the pod, so... We don't have to completely rehash it. It just – it was a disappointment. Yeah. Um, it would have sucked a yeah, lot more I, if we lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was disappointing. Um, uh, but it is what it is. We'll move on. I think we can grow stronger from this uh, from this experience. Um, and, and, yeah, I think um, – you know, we, we're just going to move on. It's, it's great to know that we're going to have our coach back for uh, at least one more season. And, and yeah, um, there were some high points. I mean, we got Bobby Wagner and we're going to continue to have Bobby Wagner for the next season. So um, I think his game, even though, you know, he is, he is, he is getting up there. And once, once you start aging, you're, you know, you do start to kind of decline maybe a little bit, but I, Bobby Wagner played in the elite. If he was the one player who was, um, extremely elite this season. Um, so I think, I, I think that's good momentum. I Most think the consistent good player. For the, yeah, for sure. Um, so, so we'll see. Um, we'll see. Um, noting <laughs> The only thing that I will note that we had uh, Bobby Wagner earned All Pro, um, earns his second All Pro nod. Um, second team, and so, yep, second team. Uh, no Rams were actually put on the first team. Um, I mean, mostly due to it was just. I mean, we were hit with injury. We had a bad record. Uh, you know, Bobby Wagner really, outside of Jalen Ramsey, was probably you know the most elite. Um, so. That's where we are. I thought the Rams posted their their uh, awards. Um, and I'm trying to find those now. I know uh, Bobby Wagner got MVP for the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, here it is. Here it is. As he should. He he was consistent and uh, he had a few really great games. So congratulations yes. to him. He deserves it. Um, yeah, he I had think a, we were he had a right team. when. 
we were right when we were excited when we signed him. We were like, it's a perfect pairing to go with Ernest Jones and just like help grow his game. And you can see Ernest Jones growing. Like, is Ernest Jones perfect or great right now? No, but I think you can tell he's gotten better from his rookie season to his second year. And I'm excited to see what more Wagner puts into him next year. Yeah, his final stats were a team high of 140 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, uh, which was a career best of six ta- uh, sacks, uh, five pass breakups, and two interceptions. Um, so definitely deserving um, for all that praise. Um, rookie of the year went to Kobe Durant. Um, he registered 22 tackles, five pass breakups, three interceptions, one sack, and uh, a defensive touchdown. Um uh, and led the lead, the NFL with 151 in interception yards. So um, great to see that we are we are still building our secondary and we have good players in that depth position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, De- Kobe Durant. Uh, let's be honest, Zach. Uh, he has been a diamond found. Uh, just fantastic. I'll take the lumps for uh, DK. Clearly, uh, Darion isn't ready for the NFL and he may not be, but a Dakobe Duran has just been anything but great. And I think he has a bright future. Uh, just need to fill that third spot. Yep. Uh, finishing out breakout player of the year was Cam Akers, uh, mostly with his uh, 512 rushing yards, six touchdowns, 104 attempts, um, mostly his best December that he's had with, you know, breaking out three, a hundred plus yards. Um, So there's that offensive player of the year went to Cooper cup, um, which, you know, he was even, you know, even before his season ending injury, he had 75 catches, 112 yards and six touchdowns. Um, He was on pace to finish with 142 receptions. So if he would have projections as 142 receptions, 1,534 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns. Um, So that's where that was. And then defensive player of the year went to Bobby Wagner. Um, Pretty much just because, again, he was the most effective uh, player on that team. Or on that defense. And in reality, the team. So. (sighs) I think that's all the major news of this week. Only, only some ma- minor news, you know, a few things. Yeah, guys, uh, we're looking forward to doing uh, some draft stuff. Um, I'm gonna try to dig in some positions of need, like running back, edge, safety. Um, I know some that I'm really excited, and I hope the Rams draft. Uh, Chase Brown, I think, would be a great running back first pick up from Illinois. Uh, there, there's a few Georgia players that I wouldn't mind us picking up. Uh, there, this draft is going to – I feel like it's going to be our best draft in the last few years. I just really do. We have the highest pick we've had since Goff, I believe, because uh, we have, what, 37? Um, so we have a chance to pick a top 40 talent. Uh, and I actually think we're going to pick there. I, I think we really have to have a quality edge player there or possibly um, 
I could even see us going wide receiver. So, guys, uh, we'll try to do some research and kind of watch some tape and give you guys just our opinion. You know, it's not going to be anything fancy or uh, perfect, but you know, we'll we'll give you our two or our two cents and uh, see who they kind of roll with and uh, look forward to that. Uh, the schedule did drop, Zach. Um, and not schedule, but oh, like yes. who we're playing home and away. So uh, there, there's some exciting news about me and you uh, in there because uh, they are uh, uh, playing the Colts, correct? Away? They're, they're playing the Colts and the Bengals both away, um, which, you know, typically people wouldn't be super excited about, except that that is the closest to me. Uh, I sit right in between the Colts and the Rams, uh, closer to the Colts. Uh, but um, both of them Colts are – Colts and Bengals. What did I say? Colts and Rams. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so those two I'm definitely looking at going to, which means I don't know if I'll be able to get to SoFi again this year, but uh, I still should be able to make it to at least two, uh, two Rams games. So looking super excited to that. Uh, just depends on what time of year. Uh, the Colts doesn't really matter because yeah. they have a, a mostly indoor stadium. Uh, yeah, the Bengal Stadium is the uh, the iffy one of what time of year it's going to be at and what how many layers I'm going to have to bring. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I think I think uh, either one of those trips would be kind of fun to go on and. Uh, experience get to see you in person and get to see the team play uh it's kind of hard you know given our name guys to uh <laughs> see the team uh we try to do our best I, I definitely try to go as much as i can um tickets aren't cheap and it's very hard but uh, i will definitely be going to the ravens game because that's only like 50 minutes away from me uh so i'll be going to that one again and uh either one of those and uh we'll definitely uh put out some content and stuff and hopefully it's a win zach because that would make it a little Hope bit so. yeah we got i mean this year looks is looking good for us i mean um with the combine coming back to indianapolis i should my plan is to cover that as much as i can try to be there in person live so uh we'll see how that how well that goes um but yeah i mean last yeah, we'll, week we did we'll our, have like a zach stock and who's uh, stock in your stock exchange is going up and down uh, on who you're watching, who's impressing you. you know, we'll have I'm gonna, and I'm going to try to hunt coverage. down some people. Yeah, I hope so. And I hope that I'm going to try to find some, uh, you know, some execs and coaches maybe. Maybe we can, oh, we can yeah. try to get some interviews too. I'm, I'm working a little magic on that side of things. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I know last week we did our we did our grading for the offense and special teams. I assume in the next episode we'll probably finish off and do the yep. defense. Uh, so people were waiting for that. We decided we were going to push that back a week with, because we had so much to talk about this week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. This- if you if you end up seeing McVeigh, I I think we're gonna have to like as a pod like pay for a stress ball and give it to him. Uh, just you know, like with our logo, squishy, East Coast like, Rams. Yeah, yeah, a little East Coast logo. Rams logo. <laughs> I got a guy. Oh, I got a guy who could probably work us up one. Yeah. yeah. See, see, uh, it. You know, he 
he'll kind of need it. It's be like, uh, not a big deal. Like, thank you for being a great coach and thank you for not having a mental breakdown. Uh, definitely understand why you would. A stressful year. But yeah, a lot to look forward, Zach. Uh, got a lot of fun pods playing. We will be going back to probably once every three or four weeks. Again, if something happens, guys, we'll try to put out a pod. Uh, we'll be uh, more active around the draft. We'll try to put pod videos out then, too. Uh, keep engaged with us. We'll keep on putting stuff out on the Twitterverse and talking with you guys, uh, putting out some hot takes and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of fun engagement, and uh, that's what we love to see. Yeah, we're, we're continuing to try to make this podcast as great as possible. Obviously, adding video is something that we've been wanting to do, and uh, we are going to try to do this as often as we can. Uh, but if you guys have any questions or feedback, you can always email us at, uh, at feedback at East Coast Rams. Uh, follow us on Twitter at East Coast Rams. Uh, feel free to DM us if you have any questions. Interact with us. Um, it's just, it's, it, it can't, Twitter can be fun. Um, at the same time as it also can be disappointing. But we like to have fun and stay positive. Um, also, we're also on YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching this, you already know we're on YouTube. But if you're listening to it, you can please, please subscribe to yeah. the podcast there as well. Um, YouTube.com slash at East Coast Rams is how you can find us or just search East Coast Rams. Um, but yeah, thank you for everyone who does listen to the pod, whether it's, uh, you know, in the ears on your way, on your drive in to work, whether you're watching at home on the big screen or watching it, you know, while you work on YouTube. Uh, thank you again. We really appreciate every single person who uh, takes time to listen to this podcast. Uh, definitely enjoy. Uh, yeah. Enjoy that Super Bowl intro that we're going to put in front of this until the Super Bowl, uh, we're going to try to milk that for the last few weeks. Hey, we uh, are still the reigning Super Bowl champions until the next Super Bowl. We are. We are, and then I have to change my Twitter handle after that, sadly. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I still got a few weeks. few weeks. Uh, so definitely like and subscribe. Uh, thank you guys for watching on uh, YouTube and uh, listening on our podcast. Uh, like or Aaron Donald will tackle you. Uh, no, he won't. Uh, we don't know Aaron Donald, sadly. Uh, that's all from me, Zach. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, it is the end of the season, but it is not the end of East Coast Rams. Uh, so continue listening and uh, ready for the next podcast to drop. Everyone, horns up. See you guys. Season three.